Welcome everyone to my podcast. My name is Pastor Edwin. Welcome this evening here. It's Wednesday evening. Uh, after service, there are so many things that come to heart, come to mind. Um, I want to give God glory today in thanking Him, Lord, for allowing us to be together to, right here, right now, Lord, that we may open our hearts and our minds through Your Holy Word as we dig in, Lord. Uh, whatever it is you want us to see, Lord, let us see it. That way we may turn around and glorify you, Father, that we may do these things as we ask you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, welcome to my podcast. Listen, have you ever heard of the saying, um, you ever heard of the golden rule? What is the golden rule? Where someone says to you, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them. You ever heard of that? Well, that is called the golden rule rule and I bring that up because there's there's certain things that we needed other people um, leaders guides um, adults uh, when we were young and even now elders that we are older and we need elders those that have been in the word longer or have been fighting a spiritual battle longer to lead and guide us in the right direction and when we don't find that we we, we start to draw questions elsewhere and i see that happening a lot with a lot of brothers and sisters young and old and they they tend to go into things like youtube or they listen to uh, um uh things that people put together in a video that are all put together and some is biblical and some is not biblical and it creates a mass dis, uh, uh, deception in their hearts and minds where it creates that from the fact that uh, uh, confusion starts to build up. But right away we, we turn to the power of man instead of the power of God to seek these answers. Uh, well, not everyone, but a lot of us turn there. And the first thought that comes to mind when you don't understand something is Google it, right? Right away you want to Google it. So you want to go into that Google mode or you want to go into YouTube and find that. But what happened to the scripture? Why can you not find a scripture? Well, someone hasn't shown you how to look for it. In the back of every Bible, there are directories. I mean, there are these are uh, a way into the word, what you're seeking to know, what you want to pray about, what you learn about, and it's called a concordance. The concordance in the back of the Bible is alphabetical, it's in alphabetical order. It'll tell you things like um, marriage or, or uh, about a narrow path. Wow, how interesting that I just opened it to that one. The narrow path. Could you turn your Bibles over to Matthew's chapter 7 and put your finger there for a moment because I want to talk about um, the narrow path as well. But this is one of the things, the narrow path is one of the things that no one has led you into or has told you what is taking place when you're inside of there in detail. I remember speaking about this before to some of the brothers uh, in the Hope Center Ministries where I come out and, and, and show them that this path that they're walking, um, and each and every one of us when we come to Christ, it's not an easy thing. We're supposed to uh, not be conformed by the world, but conform or, or change our minds by the renewing of it, right? By, by, by listening to the Word of God and knowing there's a change happening within us as we continue moving forward. But what happens when you go into this narrow path? We know that the broad, uh, uh, the, 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 is to, the broad path is to, it leads us to destruction. But what about the narrow path where a lot of Christian brothers and sisters go through and they say, man, it's such a hard way to go. And I've talked about little issues where we, we mentioned about the cross and how some 
people say that it's really heavy. And in this time right here, right now, we feel um, if you're spiritually uh, um, studying these things, then you feel how the enemy wants to overtake things that he's never overtaken before. He's pushing up on it, and that makes things heavy for us, if you understand what I'm talking about. To a lot of ministers and, and teachers and preachers that are trying to bring the truth out constantly and um, not allow any type of compromise. But in this month especially, there's always a hint of compromise in, in the churches, in the brothers and sisters, families, and all those around us. And and as many times I've, I look around the world, and many times I look around in this, this specific moment in the year, this month, um, this is just one of the three. And, and I look around and, and I ask again, over and over again, you know, how deceived the people are. And what's going to happen when when Christ comes? And, and just before he comes, that, that one moment where everyone will not know what it is what's happening oh my goodness until it happens right listen again Matthew 7 uh, um, where you find the golden rule is in Matthew chapter 7 verse 12 and whatever you want others to do for you do also the same for them so I would have loved that someone explained to me the, the narrow path a little more you know what I mean what takes place in that narrow path because, man, sometimes you, you see the glorious light at the end of the tunnel and you're walking through and then all these things start to transpire and take place and hold you back from left and right. Okay? And it says here in chap- Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, it says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. And we've had many Christians that stand back and say, man, it really feels, am I on the right path? Because there's a lot going on in my life that uh, it almost seems like destruction to me. Before I had this and before I went through that, but not like this entirely. It feels like things are falling apart, that things are, are far further than what they normally were to reach. And I just can't seem to get out. So it brings you back you know, it brings me back to the idea of what happened to Joseph being in the hole, right? And he's looking up and thinking, man, how did I get here? It seems like this direction is hard, man. It's harder to get out of this ditch. It's hard to get out of those situations that you constantly keep facing. But if you had someone to explain to you, to explain to you, say to you, hey, man, uh, uh, let me practice the golden rule here. And I'm going to tell you all about that narrow path that you're going to walk into. I want to prepare you for that narrow path, see? Because yes, you see the glorious light. You see the kingdom. You want to walk closer to Christ because his hand is extended to you and saying, come follow me. Exactly the same way that he said to to Peter to step out of the boat during the storm and he was walking on water. And he said to him, Peter, come to me. And what did Peter do faithfully? He stepped on water. Faithfully, he stepped and stood on water and took a step. But then after that, he sunk because he took his eye off of Christ. See, now, in, in, in comparison to the narrow path, I like to look at that, with what happened with Peter there. He entered the narrow path faithfully. He stepped in and started walking forward, and something drew his attention away. All right, so let's go back to the narrow path here. This narrow path that we're supposed to be walking, right? The narrow, because the narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way 
and this is Jesus talking about this. He says, the narrow path, is, is the gate, and it's difficult, okay? The way is difficult, which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Very few who find it. This is why I, I, I'm putting together the idea, the concept of the golden rule, where people forget to use this golden rule and in certain scriptures like this one right here. How many of us have walked through that narrow path or still on that narrow path and we found ourselves sitting down on the benches that are set up alongside of the path or, 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 or carrying on in conversation, being distracted and, 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 and turned away from the path for a while and walk off to a different area because of someone standing there under a light post as if it was an old clocksman salesman, you know, when they used to open the jacket and say, hey, which watch you want to buy? You know, and you have, and you're distracted by the ideas that are brought to you. You start to veer off that narrow path and, and as much as you know that I, I can't veer off this narrow path, it, you still somehow find yourself walking away. But not to the point where you realize it enough to come back. And when you come back, now you're on the path again and you're heading forward and you're feeling strong again and confident and faithful and, and hallelujah, you're glorifying God and you're moving forward. And then all of a sudden there's this uh, bench with your name on it and, and and you hear, take a rest, son. Take a rest, daughter. You've been doing such a great job. Have a seat right here and relax a moment. And then the conversation starts with, what do you want to do with your life? What do you think should be happening right now? And, and th those are just questions of of naturally what everyone thinks in their lives when they're getting into something, either you're going into school, coming out of school, going into college or coming out of college. What are you gonna do with your life now? What are you gonna head to? What are you going to do with your life? Well, we know a lot of us that have uh, uh, um, accepted Christ into our lives and we got into the baptismal waters that we died with him and rose again with him. So now our lives belong to him. We live for Jesus. And we lose focus on that because of this one bench in that narrow path that you sit down and listen to the questions. What is it that you really want to do? You see, but what you really want to do isn't what you need to do. And we have to pray that God shows us always, always shows us what we need to do apart from what we love to do. See, because he'll give us the joy that we should have in us is being closer to the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit, being closer to God, drawing near to Him. So this way, when we're in that narrow path and we find ourselves struggling with these ideas in our minds, see, like sometimes I'll stand out and look at the world and say, wow, in this time, this month alone, how so many brothers and sisters don't understand the invitation of, of spiritual warfare, uh, that spiritual warfare, what's happened What's happened before where we used to come against these things and stand firm against the, the demonic oppression of our brothers and sisters, keeping them from continuing to walk on this narrow path? What, what happened to that where we call out evil for evil? What's going on here is that we're getting closer to the end times. And as we get closer 
to the end times, men become lovers of themselves. More and more, yeah, people say, well, you know, it's been going on for the last 30, 40 years. Well, you know what? 30, 40 years to us could be an hour or two to God, you see. And what we've been doing for 30, 40 years turns around and God says, well, you just started doing this. You know, and I've asked you and shown you all this time not to do that, but you continue on doing it. What is that? And I understand where a lot of people say, well, we can be like Christ. Yes, mimic him. Well, he says we can mimic him and be like him. We go into the darkness and create this light. We, we reach and preach to those that are in that darkness to pull them out. Hallelujah. It's the same thing, thing as saying banging on, on hell's gates and breaking down the door and, and shouting in the name of Christ. Release my brothers and sisters, right? And, and this is the same thing we're talking about. Okay, so the point here that I'm making is that not everyone is doing that. They're saying it, but they're not doing it. They're saying it when someone confronts them and says, Hey, how come you're doing, how come you're into this? Isn't that um, not of God? And they come out and make a, 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 a point of, yes, we are uh, reaching those that are in darkness by using this method. But how come it has to be participate in the participant moment of that specific time? And that's, that's what gets me is that um, we're supposed to be doing this all of the time. We're supposed to be going into the darkness all of the time to pull out our brothers and sisters and shine that glorious light that's inside of us, being the light, right? And and seasoning these things with salt. And, and I like to say that in that narrow path, sometimes there's some ice on the road and, and, and it deceives us. It creates fear in our lives when we say, well, I'm going to slip and fall. I, I need to sit at this bench right here next to it. Woo! And then we start thanking God for that bench when in fact, you see what I'm saying? When in fact, yes, God will use that time spent there to uh, bring you back, to redirect you, to minister you, minister to you again the, that you should stand up. All right, you are the salt. And and because salt and ice don't work together, right? What happens to, to the ice when salt stands on it? It starts to melt. So when you start getting re-ministered into your heart and mind and in confidence, you say, well, wait a minute, I'm the salt. You know, I'm the salt of the world. God has made me salty. Hallelujah. I'm going to walk through this path. I'm going to break through this ice and keep moving forward. That means that you have not allowed the enemy to lie to you and deceive you and trick you into... Uh, um, responding to fear in your life. So out of fear of not knowing, people react, right? But at this point in spiritual time here in October, especially, you know, where it's a spiritual time where uh, um, uh, the enemy is just laughing. Yeah, that's what I see. The enemy is just laughing at us and saying, look, 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 they don't know what they're doing. Look, 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 bunch of idiots. Come on, yes. Come on, bring your children to me. And the thing is that people don't like to hear that. I'll bring my children. I'm not bringing my children to you. Oh, but you are. But but you are. You're not just allowing those children that are lost that don't know Christ to come into that area that you're saying you're not participating in something, you know, that has nothing to do with the Lord. But but you're also bringing your children into it and allowing them to to participate in it as well. As if they're, you know, guinea pigs saying, hey, look, I got kids over here. Come on, kids. You know, and draw them forward. But where's the redirecting? 
Where is the ministering about that narrow path that we're all walking? Where is that at? Where is that golden rule? Where is that golden rule? Surely you don't want no one to deceive you, so why would you deceive others? Why would we use a method of deception if we do not ourselves want to be uh, deceived or someone to use that method on us? And it feels horrible to be deceived, doesn't it? If you've ever been deceived, you know exactly what I'm talking about, what that feeling is. But here we are. We get lost in the time and the things of, the, of, of man, the things of the world. You know, uh, my brother counseled with me one time and he says to me, my brother, I, I, I feel you and I, I feel you and I'm passionate about the same thing. But what I've come to learn is that you're going to go up against the whole world. And I, I, I understood what he meant by that because not the whole world, but there's a lot of people in the world that are deceived already. A lot of people, a lot of Christians too, a lot of brothers and sisters that are being deceived still. And they teach their children to do the same thing. And it continues on and on and on again. So are they really walking through this narrow path or have they, are they still at the start? Are they still in the beginning of it? I don't know. I don't know, only God can answer that, but it seems to me as if many are standing in the beginning, that many are standing, crowding up at the entrance and not not knowing exactly if they should go through this path that's the narrow one on the right or the broad one that's on the left, or things that they're used to and things that are easier, things that seem natural, things that are calling to the flesh, uh, um, that are made by man's traditions, that are easy just to... You know, go with the flow. You see, I heard, you know, and, and I've heard this before where people tell me, well, I, in this moment in time, I bring my children to be that light. Be that light. Well, if you have not brought yourself to be that person, how do you expect your children to know how to do that? You see, it's the same thing as telling your children, pray. Y'all kids need to pray. And you've never taught them how to pray. Don't just tell them how to pray. Teach them. Show them how to pray. Show them how to uh, call evil for what is evil. Show them to shun evil. Show them to stand up in the name of Jesus. Show them to stand up for God. For He is our God. A sovereign God. An almighty God. A God of truth. And, And this is what I'm saying. The narrow path is hard enough where we have people standing and crowding around in the front of it. And we need to shove through and push and move people. And, and hear their decisive decisions, their words that say things like, well, you know, uh, you don't need to go in there just yet. No, that's a lie. And you've been standing out here too long. Get inside there. Go through that narrow path right now. Walk through it. See? And Jesus says it again. Enter. Enter. By the narrow gate. And people are standing outside and wondering, is this the gate that Jesus was talking about? It looks kind of hard. It's the same idea that I gave you guys in the last in the last word, in the last message about the two brothers carrying the cross. And one was confused as to why is it so heavy? It, God doesn't want us to carry all this heavy stuff, all this burden on us. Of course not. But he didn't say cut his son out of your life either you see and by standing here we're believing the lie of 
the fence. <laughs> you guys ever hear that one? Huh? I've, we've talked about it before where the fence is a lie. It's a, a mechanism, it's a dis- defensive mechanism of Satan to make you sit, lean, stand, or, or hang all over that fence and be undecisive. It's optional. Either left or right. Hey, you got a choice to make. But with this fence, people that lean on the fence, they're hearing those that are on the other side say, hey, hey, it's good over here. Oh, you're going through a whole lot. They hear crying. They hear crying and pleading and praying in that narrow path. They're like, man, it looks kind of gloomy up in there. I don't know. I don't know. So you have to ask the question, where's the trust in God? Where's your trust to stand firm? against those things. I've met uh, several pastors here in North Carolina that say, no, we're not doing that. No, move out of the way of the narrow path for we shall go through it where Jesus said, enter by the narrow gate. He didn't say, stand outside and look in. He said, enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. You keep standing out here, you're leading, you're you're going into destruction. Get in there. Start walking through. But I think the fear of not knowing really stops a lot of people. They want to watch other people almost like the lemons. You ever hear the lemons before? Is it right? Lemons where one goes forward, the other, all the other 20 or 30 follow right along that one. So it takes one. It takes one to say, hey, let's go in. But who was that one? Jesus said that he is the sheep, the shepherd, and that his sheep know his voice. So if he's standing, if you truly believe that he's standing there at the other end of that narrow gate and he's calling out to you, if you hear him calling out to you, it means you're not on the fence. It means that you're on the gate trying to push these people out of your way to go through that narrow gate so that way you continue facing the trials and tribulations that you're supposed to go through and the things that are, are, are look hard, all right, the testing of your spirit, the testing of your faith, the testing of your walk, all that through this narrow path. Yeah, yeah. The narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way indeed. Christ says it's difficult, but it leads to life. It leads to life. Read that again. You know, verse 14, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. So how come there's so many people, you know, not following that golden rule and, and doing to those people that you want them to do you. See, they're standing out there and this is what they're doing to you. They're standing out there and they're telling you rejection. They're giving you rejection. Say, you don't need to come up in here. You stand over here and you just lean on this here fence and decide for yourself when you're ready. No. Someone needs to stand and shout out and say, come on in because the narrow gate is here. It's open. It's ready for you. Face these things. Listen to a prayer from Psalms uh, 70, chapter 70. Psalms chapter 70. And, and the Lord gave this to me very quickly, not long ago, just a few minutes ago. And it was um, Psalms chapter 70. Okay. And he says here, make haste. And this is, and, and I saw this, like a man was kneeling down inside this narrow path. Okay. And, and, and he was just uh, um, this, he was reciting the Psalm of David in chapter 70, Psalm 70, verse 1. Make haste, O God, 
to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. And who are these people that are standing outside of that narrow gate, leaning on the fence, undecisive, looking at all the easy stuff on the on the broad side, you see? And they're, they hear this man crying out, Make haste, O God, to deliver me. They're, they don't get it. They're not connected. They're not seeing. They're not hearing and feeling that this man is praying out to the Almighty God to deliver me. And they think something horrible is happening in there. Make haste to help me, O Lord. So they sit out there and do nothing. They stay on the fence, hovering around the gate, unsure of something crazy going up in there. You hear this, man? He's shouting to the Lord to help him. There's something happening. I don't know if I should go up in there. And look at verse 2. Let them be ashamed and confounded who seek my life. Wow. Because those that are, are, are standing out there, there are some ministers, sad to say, that are standing out there. You know, they're standing out there at the narrow gate they haven't made their way all the way completely in I'm sad to say that and we pray Heavenly Father that they they are obedient to you and go in and bring the mass with them and say follow in go in because the the, the, the the narrow way is hard but it leads to life Jesus is the life his hand is extended to us like he did to Peter and said come with me follow me Faithfully, we can stand on the water and walk over to him. Faithfully, we can walk through that narrow path. And yes, we're going to see those benches that convince us to sit down and, and let time pass by. You know, and I like to say that a lot of times it's, it's those pews in the churches where you sit there and let time pass by. And you're not walking in. You're not doing what Christ asked you to do. Uh, we've had another message about keeping Jesus in your pocket. This is where it all comes together. And here you're sitting there in these benches on the narrow path. And you're not doing anything. But you're, you're hey, everyone that walks by, you're, you're waving at them. Hey, how are you? How's everything? You even invite them to sit down with you. Here, have a seat. It's nice and warm right here. Hey, you be all right right here. Just come on. I don't know what's wrong with that man over there. He's shouting, make haste, help me, oh Lord. He's shouting out, let them be ashamed and confound who seek my life. Just sit here. You'll be all right. Have you ever met someone like that? Oh, wait a minute. That's right. That person doesn't follow the golden rule. Right? Whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them. For them. And if you wanted really somebody to bring you into the word, do the same thing. Oh, wait a minute. That sounds a little bit of like discipleship to me. Where Jesus said, make disciples and those disciples will make disciples of other people that make disciples and so on and so on. And it goes on and on. The golden rule. You wanted to know about Christ. So somebody came in and told you about him and you accepted him and, and you were freed from your bondage. You were freed from a life of sin. And here you are standing at the narrow gate and somebody's hollering at you. Come on in. Come on in. Don't be afraid. Come with me. Come on, let's go. Jesus over there, he's got his hand extended. Do you, do you hear his call? Do you hear him calling out to you? See, well, you got these people that are already in there, but they're praying to God. He says, 
Let them be ashamed and confounded who seek my life. Let them be turned back and confused who desire my hurt. See, but they weren't listening because they were standing outside of the game. Once they come into the path, they start to hear these words clear. Let them be turned back because of their shame who say, Aha! Aha! Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And let those who love your salvation Say continually, let God be magnified. But I am a poor and needy. I am. Make haste to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. Do not delay. Then there's another one that's so beautiful. Listen to that. How the men inside, the women inside, the families inside of the narrow path that are, are way ahead. You can't really see them. They know they start praying out to God because they're facing their trials and tribulations. They've entered the storms. They've passed bench after bench, post after post, salesman after salesman, deceiver after deceiver, uh, 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 persecutor after persecutor, you know, and they continue moving forward faithfully in Christ. And do they have it all together yet? No, they do not. Because if they did, they would have been crying out to God. That would have meant they've already reached Jesus. They would have already came to him and held his hand. And he said, come home with me. And that time is coming. But we need to continue walking in this narrow path. Listen to what it says here in uh, Psalms chapter 71, verse 12. Oh God, do not be far from me. Oh my God, make haste to help me. Let them be confounded and consumed who are adversaries of my life. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek my hurt. Because these are the things in that narrow path that David met with. The things that you and I meet with. Maybe not the same as David, but we can relate to the pain and this, the destruction in, uh, 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 in, our, in our path, the way we walk, the way we want to be, how people come and they try to share that narrow, the, uh, uh, the broad way with us all the time. Or traditions want to spread the broad way. And I ask myself, man, you know, how many people can find a church in their hometown or, or in, their, 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 um, in their state that are not conformed to the things of the world. Woo, that's heavy. And I'll be like, what you mean by that? Well, it's just a practice that is not of God. And to me, I'm over, I've overcome the idea that you guys, that many, many have uh, already deceived and have thought in their mind that it has nothing to do with the enemy. You know, we're going to use this to uh, come against the enemy with it. We do that every day. It doesn't have to be a specific time of the year where especially those spirits are out there at that time. Uh, And you take that chance on your children. Take that chance on yourself that they will place your children on that fence. That they will keep you on that fence of uncertainty. Wow, that's heavy too, isn't it? Forgive me. But this is what the Lord had put in my, on my lips right now. And, and the uncertainty are, 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 is clear. 
Because we have eyes and we have ears to hear. We see with our eyes. So therefore we testify of what we see and we hear. We're not being deceived by our eyes. We're seeing how many are standing and leaning on this fence. That fence was created by Satan as a, de- a mechanism of deception. To deceive you, there is no fence. There is no fence. It belongs to him to keep you from making the ultimate choice to walk through that narrow path and go through the things to pick up your cross and follow Christ as he commanded each and every one of us. So we stand and lean on a fence and, and, and tell her, well, I'm on the fence about it. I'm not sure if I, uh, I want to go left or right yet. But here we are looking at it with our eyes. We're hearing what they're saying. We're hearing what people are saying that are in the path. We're seeing what people are going through in the path. Because we too are, if you're in the path, then you see it. Then you gain this understanding when you look back and you see that fence forming. You're like, man, why are all those people leaning on that fence? What is going on with that? And you start shouting from within, oh God. You have taught so many from youth. And to this day, so many declare your wondrous works. But so many are uncertain. They lean on this fence. Isn't that something? Remember the golden rule. Remember the golden rule. And I brought these things up. And I know a lot of uh, uh, what God is showing us um, sometimes can be confusing. But it shouldn't be confusing. Open up your Bible and read it. Open up your Bible. Pray to God before and after. And then read the Holy Word. The absolute truth of God. Because that's what it is. The absolute truth of God. And he shows you this. Christ didn't lie to us. He said that the narrow path is what? Is the gate. And difficult is the way. Which leads to life. And we know that Christ is the life. So it leads to Christ. And there are few who find it. Then he continues on. Uh, on chapter 7 from Matthew chapter 7 verse 15 he says beware of false prophets who are those people that I talked about that are standing on the sides of the light post that uh, I said remember them old salesmen that used to open that big old trench where watches hanging hey which watch do you want you know it's that it's the same thing you have prophets false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are, are ravenous wolves and they're standing there open up your jacket hey choose which message you want. Hmm? What do you want to hear today? Why are you here today? Let the Holy Spirit tell you, man. Let the Holy Spirit move you in this. You know, nobody runs around yelling a big, waving a big flag, yelling, I'm a prophet, I'm a prophet. They show you through the works and the faith that they have in God, in the Holy Spirit, how he moves through their lives and ministers to them so that way they follow the golden rule and they say whatever you want others to do for you do also the same for them for those that have done things for them this way and brought them into this fold they're trying to bring many more into the same fold and that's kind of what God what Jesus Christ said to us right what God sent his son to do you know when he came to the earth and then before he left Jesus said to us here is your commission Go out and make disciples in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Listen to verse 16. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. 
A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. So if you're hanging on a fence, you're on the fence about picking up that cross and following Jesus. Hear my word. I'm going to practice the golden rule. Because someone did this for me, I'm doing it for you. Pick up your cross. And no matter how heavy it feels... Pray, okay? Pray. Christ will make a light for you and you will continue moving forward. Stay focused on the Lord. Come to Him wholeheartedly. Don't listen to the benches, those sitting at the bench. Don't listen to those standing at the light post trying to sell your Rolex watch that's fake. Don't listen to the false prophecies. Keep moving forward and God will reveal his absolute truth to you through his spirit, the Holy Spirit that guides us into that truth. Woo! Hallelujah. And this is what we're doing. We're understanding the golden rule. So remember, how you want someone to treat you, you treat them. You want someone to do something for you or if they've already done it for you, do it for the next person the same way. Not in an evil way, but in a good way. Remember, someone brought you information about Jesus before you accepted Christ. Don't you think you should do the same thing and move forward? Well, yeah, so did Jesus. He thought the same thing. That's why he said, go out and make disciples of everyone. Not just this crew over here in this town. Not just of them over there. Remember, the Pharisees were like that. Oh, look, he he eats and dines with sinners and tax collectors. (laughs) <laughs> murderers and thieves you know what I'm saying that, that's where he asks us to be in the heart of all that craziness in the heart of all that craziness to do what smack people no shake them by the shoulders come on listen to it no you know to start dealing cards with them come on man I, 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 let's place a bet let's place a bet no he didn't do that either he said speak the word of God the absolute truth of God speak it to them they're gonna hear it it's gonna go into their hearts and it's gonna start to transform them <laughs> to the point where they're gonna stand one day and look in the mirror and say what is going on and that choice that they have to make is brought to them and they'll see the truth and when they choose Jesus they see when he extends his hand and says come to me pick up your cross and follow me there's so much there's so much follow me because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it there are few who find it God bless you brothers and sisters I will catch you on the rebound. In Jesus' name, amen.